BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. Don't talk about birds. What about birds? We have an update. So two episodes ago, you said birds don't eat other birds. I've gotten a I, lot of messages to the contrary. I don't, I, I just, most birds don't eat other birds. Hawks eat other birds. It's hap- no, weird birds are out here eating other birds. I mean, maybe as a last resort, I mean, they are somewhat carnivorous, but I just meant as a daily practice, like crows don't cannibalize warblings, warblers. I mean, it's shocking warbler. enough that everybody who has seen it has remembered it and then told, because they're like, oh my God, I saw, I once saw a bird eat another bird. Desc- but define bird, like a vulture or no, like- No, like seagulls and like little guys, like little, like sparrows. Like no, bird. they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. You know what is weird to think about? What? Your baby, your cat that lives in your bed mm-hmm. and my dog, Shani, mm-hmm. who lives under my feet, mm-hmm. tiny carnivores. Your pet- is a meat eater. True. You live with a tiny carnivore who would eat another pet if you had a smaller pet. Like if you had a mouse, she would eat that pet. Do you want to watch a video? Nope. Not on a <laughs> podcast. Crazy. Um, uh, who got a DM from a kind listener, Grace. Listen to the latest episode. I believe your bird story. When I was in Barcelona in May 2017, I, want- I saw a seagull eating a pigeon. I took a video of it. Was it a seagull or a seagull? <laughs> Barcelona seagull. I mean, it, I'm cool. It's cool. I don't need that right. haunting my dreams. Okay, I, I, this is being taken out of context. I'm, I'm being canceled I, over something I sort of said. I just uh, did. You ever see the birds? The film? Yes. Do you know the sequel is seagulls? That's really funny. Which is like, you know, what's wrong with that? Like. Jaws is the reason people hate sharks and the bird. I'm afraid of birds. Well, like, you know the fine. author of the book that the feels Jaws really bad. Book. So bad. Feels really bad. I would feel such guilt. I have a fear of cellos. Cellos? Burr, did you see the perfection? Oh. Burr, burr. oh. Did you see some movie where two women have sex in an orchestra pit? Where two D-list actresses? That's kind of what happens in the perfection. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, it's, uh, what are we in? We're in the summer. Yeah. Summer months. Wouldn't know it because all I do is live in this office, carve out a living for myself. I know, with all your shades drawn. I don't care about being tan. I know you don't. Like, <laughs> I've gone purple. 
<laughs> I like the shades drawn. You like being hot. tanned for certain occasions. I like a spray tan, but yeah. actually obtaining a tan, very bad for you. Do I have a tan? You do have a tan, which brings your skin color just up to acceptable. I know. If it just is cut, it's not, imp- it's not impressive. Contour that baby arm. <laughs> Make it a toddler arm. Dig it. All right. Here's a question for you. I'm a okay. therapist in the UK. I work part-time for a local charity supporting survivors of sexual violence and part-time in private practice. Rough, I roughly make about the same amount of money from each income stream. Really? Oh, it's because it's free healthcare. I know. Yeah. I've been seeing clients over Zoom from our spare bedroom, which I turned into an office space. This has been fine, but I'm starting to feel like I could use some separation between my work and home life, especially as the work I do is pretty heavy. The charity I work for have said it's unlikely we'll return to face-to-face working this year. There's a long convoluted reason as to why that I won't bore you with. Coming COVID. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I got myself into a lot of debt in my early mid-20s and during my master's degree, which I've only recently paid off. Oh, boy. I'm now saving to buy a house, which is awesome, and the down payment is stacking up nicely. Okay. However. So I'm, much context. I'm also a Virgo. What do you think that means? I recently went to look at- Wait, please read the rest in a British accent. Hello. However, I recently went to look at an office space for my private practice. It's pretty darn cheap for an office space, but it's still about a six. Are you listening to what I'm saying or are you distracted by the accent? You're you're so bad. About a sixth of my total income. (laughs) I'm torn on whether to take it or not. On the one hand, yay, work-life separation. On the other what hand- What happened? What happened? <laughs> you need to hear this question. Oh, no, assimilation. I think being in debt for so long has made me want to cling on to money now that I have it. What would Eliza do? P.S. The irony that I'm a therapist writing into a podcast for advice does not evade me. What can I say? Therapists is people too. Therapists is people too. I mean, I don't know. What's more important to you, your financial solvency or your mental health? I think that there's a way to probably, you sound like a little overworked. I think that there's a way to carve out your office hours so that you're getting a break versus like paying the, you're saving for a house. You don't need, I mean, London real estate is so expensive, which you know, I don't have to tell you that. Um, I'm assuming you live in London. Um, Paying for that extra rent. Some people need that demarcation of like spaces. Like some people need like a wee workspace to go to. I reconciled a very long time ago when it comes to like belonging to private clubs. I'm like, I can use someone else's membership or I can work from home. It depends on how you work best. But I wonder if you're just using this way to spend money as a way, because like t- to convince yourself that that will make you work better. Because what if you get there and you're still tired? Now you're adding a commute. So maybe cut back your office hours or spruce up that designated space. Or have like some sort of physical indicator. You're like, I'm drinking this coffee, which means I'm going to work. Doing this workout, which means I'm going to work. I just think renting an office space, if it's just for you and you're just taking Zoom calls. If you have a desk, only do your work at your desk. Do not do it anywhere else. Don't do it in the bed where you you take your meals. Once you leave your desk, do not do any more work. I agree that it's like renting an office space. When when you get a house, this won't be a problem anymore. We all can't live the Carrie Bradshaw life where you have two apartments, one you just keep for writing. Although, speaking of Carrie Bradshaw and Sex in the City, I once wrote a pilot with Cindy Shupak who created Sex in the City or wrote on Sex in the City. And she had a, like a spare apartment condo and it was like on the water. But that's like serious money. That's like fuck you TV money. Um, Your friend has that very nice like guest house. Rebecca? 
Yeah, I think that's like she's got a little guest house. Yeah, so if she you, writes in. You know, there's something cute to like carving out a space. We always want to carve out space. Remember when you were a kid? Like I would sit in the laundry hamper. We didn't keep laundry in there. We kept blankets in there. But like that was my space, or like just under the stairs. I think it's a very human need to carve out a space. So maybe try doing that at home first and not doing American work hours, which are 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. and uh, giving yourself a break because a zoom's a zoom's a zoom. Zoom is a zoom. Yeah. All right. Hey, Eliza. I love the podcast. I work graveyards, so it keeps my night going. I was wondering. I work graveyards, so it keeps my night going? (laughs) Yes, you're you're at like 1 a.m. Oh, this podcast. Oh, I thought they meant the job. No. Okay, got it. (laughs) Oh, this podcast. Keeps me burping. I was wondering if I should stop torturing myself and move on or give this a shot. No, keep when listening. I was, when I was 21, I met a guy, and back then I had just gotten out of a serious relationship and didn't want to date anyone. And being he was— Is this a dude or a girl that works in a graveyard? This is a girl. It says, okay. and being that he was my older sister, and I agree, we would just be like a friends with benefits. Maybe it's like friends with my older sister or Maybe. something. Come so on, guys. I would be, be like a friends with benefits with no feelings. This went on for two years. I went and saw other guys, but he says he didn't see anyone else after a while. I realized I, after a while, I realized I started to get feelings, told him, and he said the same, but nothing came from that. Okay. Partly because he talked to me when he just got back from the bar. I'm 25 now, happened to run into him, which caused us to talk again, and it's the same as last time. Should I walk away or see if he actually means it when he says he likes me? Thanks for the advice. Just ask him. Yeah. That's it. There's no, there's too much. By the way, like, what is that movie? It was like Mila Kunis and what's like- Friends with Benefits. Oh, and then it was like, just fuck me. Friends with Benefits is Mila and Justin. Okay. No strings attached is the exact same plot with Natalie and it's Ashton. So hey, we're both hot. I bet none of us have oxytocin. Um, it's fully insane. It is, you are a victim of movies thinking like, this could just work. Somebody always, as the kids say, catches feelings. Um, it's just not normal. Something like, you know, to to engage sexually repeatedly, like making love to a person and like not have one of you be like, should we get coffee? So either he's a flake or he's lying or he likes you and he's shy and he thinks you're not in him. So I think there's nothing wrong with just being like, hey, I, if you're still into him, you know, don't think you are just because you were, um, but like love to get, grab a drink. Um, are you interested? Be like, I, cause you probably don't want just like a hookup situation. Just be, you, you owe it to yourself to just be honest. I have a feeling though he's not in in it. I just get this vibe. The fact that he was just like, yeah, I like you. And then nothing came yeah. of it. Men What's are all happening? about action. And that is so unattractive. Like, I like you. So why don't you Uber over to me? Yeah. So I think he sounds like a dud, but he could just be really shy and afraid of you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. 
no more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. So catch it. Ladies, I would love your opinion, please. My daughter is in middle school. It is a very small private school. There are 12 kids in her grade, 50 kids total in the entire middle school. These kids have been together since kindergarten. They are all friends, some better friends than others. And at various times over the years, who is closer or BFFs, if you will, has kind of rotated. As it it does. Yeah. This year, the girl that my daughter was closest to moved. She had started spending time with another girl, Olivia, whose closest friend coincidentally moved this year also. No, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's a pact. (laughs) Olivia has been a close acquaintance, not my daughter's BFF. Frankly, they don't mesh well. So here's the tricky part. My husband works with Olivia's dad. I work with Olivia's mom. And as adults, we are really good friends. We spend lots of time together. We've gone on weekends away together. We've spent holidays together. The girls have a fun time together also, just in small doses. Okay. Now- The girls are in a fight. Uh Olivia has a habit of making snippy comments that cut my daughter down. My daughter comes home at least three days a week upset from these comments. I've been advising my daughter to speak up. In the moment, be kind, be honest, and be firm in saying that hurt my feelings. Well, a couple weeks ago, things escalated and the girls are not speaking. Girls are the worst. There's also a bit of passive-aggressive retaliation happening toward my daughter from Olivia. 
I've tried to stay out of it, but my friend, Olivia's mom, has been ignoring me. She's mad at me because uh, she thinks my daughter was mean to her daughter. My daughter was standing up for herself. Okay. Something I'm actually very proud of her for doing. Olivia can be nasty mean. I know my friend is also getting her daughter's version of the story. I've reached out hoping we could discuss both sides of this and repair our relationship. My friend is very firmly sticking to the narrative that my daughter is the villain and her daughter is the victim. Can you stop for a second? I just got to go sterilize both me and my husband. <laughs> sterilized Noah's penis. My friend is using words like viciously attacked. All right. For crying out loud, you have known my daughter since she was four. She would not viciously attack your daughter. I had thought that after our years of friendship, she would know me well enough and know my character well enough to believe me when I say my daughter did not just wake up one morning and decide to be mean to Olivia. Yeah, but she's not going to pick her daughter over you. But over also, you guys have been friends. Why don't you believe her? Because women can be the worst. That's why. Her goal was always to have a conversation with Olivia about how Olivia's passive-aggressive behavior affects her. My daughter never intended to be just flat-out mean. I can see Olivia's perspective. I'd hope that she might be able to see my daughter's perspective. I think if my friend cannot meet me halfway, this is the end of our friendship. What would you do? For sure, because you're both fiercely protecting your daughters, and the truth is always somewhere in the middle. And no mother wants to be like, yeah, my kid's just kind of a bitch. You're also at that age where girls are like just extra horrible and best friends mean everything. And and it's time to like ice some girl out, whatever. The only option is you either completely ignore it, which is not healthy, or you just get them all in a room. Get everybody in a room and be like, we'd like you girls to hash it out because we like being friends and we think that you actually have a lot more in common than different. And it will start to crystallize. You know, unless the little girl's like a total, Olivia's a total bad seed sociopath, you'll start to see her colors in that conversation. You know, Olivia, did you say this and this? It is possible that your daughter's like a little too sensitive. And also when kids show weakness, then other kids like move in for the kill. But you don't really know the true story. You don't know if your daughter said something that upset Olivia or those. It's, I think you just blow it out into the open, blow it out, get in the room and see what's what. Because I bet you can come to me in mind. That being said, I remember I had a best friend in middle school and she had like a best friend. And so we all hung out, even though I didn't love the other best friend. Mm -hmm. And that was always tough. So it's like, if you weren't, it doesn't feel like they're, they also could just not be naturally made for each other. Um, And maybe it is just a small dose thing, but I say, give it a chance where you can all kind of get on the same page. And there, but you know, we have to remember, we always want women to like, oh, love each other, get along. They're not adults, they're children. And they're figuring out who they are. What Your whole thing you're trying to avoid is your daughter having like lasting self-esteem scars. So I think this is a great lesson in standing up for yourself and also just getting all, get all that info. Break out the popsicles, get all the info. Yeah, because there is that thing where you're saying like, I thought that me and the adult woman were close enough friends that she would know like my daughter would never do this. It's like, but if you're such close friends, why don't you know her daughter would never do this? You know what I mean? Like it goes both ways. So So that's what you got to do. You got to all get together and talk about it. And these kids are both fully going to lie. Also notice that kid, the other kid, Olivia Rodrigo's body language. She fidgeting. She's looking down at the, you know, we're talking about this thing. Looking down at the ground. Get get out that sociopath checklist. (laughs) But, you know, some little girls are snippy. Some little girls, you'll see. But this this shouldn't be a defining moment. Yeah. All right. Okay. How you sorted a IA cast that may or may not include eight different varying cast members? There's there's four core cast members. There's you, me, Scott, and Tianfu. Okay. And then rotating is Noah... Gracie. He's just like a floating voice. Gracie's never been part of the cast, really, and she kind of rides your coattails. She's in the union because of you. She's all I have. 
is all I have. That was so sad. No, you have that weird tan on your arm. You've got your second COVID shot coming up. That's something. Uh, you have that neighbor that died. Good. You're doing good. I'm doing good. I am a former Marine Corps K-9 handler turned oh. creative. Oh. So not your typical AIA listener. Big shout out to Eliza for doing so much for the veteran community. Thank you. In the last episode, but not the last episode, you know, this was a couple weeks ago. You mentioned the short story, The Lottery. Oh, yes. Oh, and this is not an anonymous. This is Jay Desher. Is that a guy or girl? Or is it just the John. Jay? John. Man. Whoa. John Don't assume. Desher. Don't assume John's a dude who handles large dogs. Okay. John sounds hot. He probably is. If he's a Marine that likes me, he's definitely <laughs> smoking hot. Kick it. Uh, in the last episode, not the last episode, you mentioned the short story, The Lottery, which I vaguely remember seeing the movie of when I was a kid. I remember specifically the scene of everyone drawing the ballots to determine who was going to be killed and the last person drawing theirs. The mayor or a leader tells her it's the last drawing. Doesn't mean it's unlucky, just means it's the last. And then obviously the scene of them stoning the woman. Give it away. That scene has stuck with me for 20 years. My question is, do you have no, any- Because I've been to the Middle East. <laughs> My question is, do you have any examples of memories that have randomly stuck with you long? Longer than they arguably should have. Like bad ones or just Just a any memory. memories where you're like, why do I still do have that in I there? I think about that. I actually think more about why do I still have that? And because I think as adults, you know, it's always like, I remember going to Rigfield Park with my dad and he got popcorn. We tend to, rom Rigfield? We tend to romanticize these moments, and I think sometimes it's less about the significance and more about the fact that we just happen to remember it. Mm -hmm. Like, for some reason, I remember the way my mom used to stand in the door and, like, lovingly look at my brother and I while we were playing before she, like, ran off to do something. She had, like, a very distinct way of standing. I don't know why I remember that, you know? Um, it is weird, the specific things that will come to you. Like, I just thought to myself, I was like, what's a specific memory I have? And I'm, and the one that came to my mind was I had one of those Ken dolls that if you put different heated water on the face, he would either have a beard or not oh. have a beard. <laughs> and yeah. so I just remember sitting in the room and like, the room with my sister playing Barbies and being like, oh, I can't get this beard to where I want it to be. Yeah, that's so funny. It's like only two options. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. I mean, there's always a reason you have a memory, like it either set something into motion or it was like traumatizing or scary. I remember, this is so random, that movie Leprechaun. Oh, one of them. I don't Jennifer know Aniston. where I was. I was a child and I remember I walked in and it's like he had turned someone into what looked like a giant thumb. Ugh. Like he, like somebody had like a shirt and his head had turned into like a giant brown like turd. And I remember thinking that was so horrible. I also remember the scene from Dick Tracy where they poured cement over one of the guys who had like had giant lips and had been eating muscles. And I remember thinking like how horrible that is to like feed yourself and then have someone kill you. Yeah. So I think I'm a little weird about food because of that. Most that of my memories. Problem? Yeah. I remember like, I think I chipped my tailbone when I was like seven coming off a slide. I think I remember that like just random. I remember like that age where like, your clothes start to not fit, like seven or eight where you're kind of growing fast, but like trying to wear stuff and like it like weirdly cutting into your baby vagina, <laughs> like a jumper being uncomfortable. Like that age where like, you don't have brand new clothes yet, but like things are still tight. Yeah. Remember that? Um, a lot of ill-fitting clothes. That's been like a thing in my life. Excited. I remember brushing my Aunt Lois, who has now passed away, 
her hair with a round brush and I got it caught in her hair, but she didn't get mad at me. That's good. Yeah, I think these are all indicative of other ways that we feel in our life and representative of the thing. So, sure. Yeah. But the lottery, I always, that always sticks out. Just the, and then they were upon her. The whole point of the story is the person who advocated the most for this random, unnecessary system. What's that? I don't know. I didn't like it. This random, unnecessary, uh, like not even justice system, but thinning of the herd was the one that ended up ultimately paying for it in that narrative. So never be too vocal about something that hurts other people for you, for, and then they will come for you. And then they came for her. They came for us. It's a, it's a big thing in the Jewish religion. And then, oh. and then there was no one left to speak up for me. All right. Yeah, get. So, KJC1121 <laughs> doesn't have to keep this anonymous. They want to be found. <laughs> Dear Eliza, snowiest of peaches and baby arb, I have a dilemma and need your help. She really is very snowy. I'm a 30-something with her master's and all the people in the story have a master's or a PhD, but it's we are true. not nurses. Okay. My best friend in the universe and I have been platonic soulmates since we met in 2018. Uh-oh. We can call her Jackie. We were coworkers from adjacent departments and worked in a pretty large division at a large university. One of our superiors, let's say our boss's boss, call him Steve, became a part of our clique along with another female coworker, Debbie. Pretty soon, after the four of us started going to lunch together, having beers after work, etc., rumors flew that one or all of us were secretly dating this married guy, or that we were all madly in love with him. But are you talking about Jack, or Jack, or what is his name? Jack Ryan? Steve. Steve? Are you talking about Steve? Yeah. I always laughed off the rumors, and eventually the group broke up when we all took new jobs. Jackie and I obviously got closer and closer and have never kept secrets. Well, that was until about two years ago when Steve invited me out for beers after work, after a very long time of not seeing each other except for at professional conferences. He proceeded to tell me that he and Jackie were actually dating at the time we were all friends, that he had fallen in love with her, still had feelings for her, etc., Side note, he Wait, was secretly separated when they were together and eventually got divorced. Okay. He also told me he had feelings for me. We made out and then he got plastered and I left him on the curb outside the bar waiting for an Uber. Ew. We briefly texted the next day and he said that he was struggling after his divorce was no good for me and we shouldn't pursue a relationship. Fine by me. We never spoke again. My real dilemma is he made me promise I would not tell Jackie that he told me about their affair. I had made peace with this, but I keep having recurring dreams about confronting them about dating. Do I tell Jackie I know about them and that he also made a pass at me? Or do I let the past be the past? Are they not dating anymore? No. You should definitely tell her. You guys should bond over this. It's not a big deal. I think the only sticking she point- She was lying. Jackie was lying. Excuse me. I, I think it's different. I think the only sticking point is she's gonna be like, so you knew that we dated and then you made out with him? Yeah. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Jackie, do you remember Steve? Beer Steve? Yeah, Beer Steve. I saw him randomly and he told me that he'd always had feelings for me. And he, we like made out and he was like so weird after. See what Jackie says. Why are you setting up for like, then, then, then Jackie goes, oh, okay. And then do you go, I know you guys had an affair when everyone was accusing us of having an affair and I was, and you said nothing was happening. Have, I'm just trying to play with my food. I'm just, you want to see, like, will Jackie meet you halfway? Will she judge? How could you make out with him? You know? I but, don't. you know, you don't want to gauge your friend. I don't think, first of all, you have no loyalty to this guy. 
Who fucking cares? If he really cared about Jackie, he wouldn't have made a pass at you. Who fucking cares about this hot mess? Yeah. Your priority is your friendship with Jackie. I say you just tell her everything. Be like, I think this is so crazy. Be like, he told me about that. And then he like kissed me. You can say he kissed me. You don't have to say that you guys may know. Yeah. Um, and just bond over that. You know? <sighs> or say nothing and just walk up, like have dinner with Jackie and out of the blue just go, do you still have feelings for him? And if she's like, yeah, I, get, I mean, how did you know that? I, I think you have to really take stock of how does this make you feel? Do you feel, because I'm not getting any anger from this. Do you feel like, Jackie, I took all this flack. And meanwhile, you were doing this. Or are you just kind of like, oh, I'd love to talk about this. Like, you can always tell me everything. I think the question is, what are you trying to get out of this? Do you want her to tell you the truth just so she can come clean? Do you feel that you kind of took a bullet for her? It's not about keeping the past in the past if you have unresolved business. Right. It's about just like you guys are soulmates, best friends, blah, blah, blah. You don't want this to be hanging between you. Sounds like you're not soulmates. I think you have to decide what it is that you ultimately want out of this. You can't decide. You're just like, I want absolute honesty from everyone. Like everybody's got teeny tiny secrets. So does it bother you? It doesn't sound like you're bothered by it. So mm -hmm. I would just think about that. Yeah. You kick it. But also, but Steve is a loser. There's so many guys like that. They just like try to blow up a friend group. They're so gross. Yeah, that he's like, oh, I miss Jackie so much. Also want to make out. Like, yeah, what do you I want, mean, He man? sounds like an emotional mess. Yeah. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in-depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. All right. Hi, Eliza. I asked a question two years ago, and your answer was so on point and entertaining that you made Scott create a sound effect to show how well you nailed it. Shing. 
Yeah. You said shwing. I did say shwing. Shing. Wait, if you want to make your own shing at home, take your dog or your cat's paw and push down on the center padding and their nails come out. Shing. That's how you clip a cat's nails. That's what we do for Tianfu. Shing. Well, my wife is still a badass litigator and now we're getting ready to, quote, pull the goalie. As a result, we've been reflecting a lot on how to raise a kid without spoiling it. So I guess that means have a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. My wife grew up in a family that struggled to make ends meet, and she sees that as a large part of why she turned into such a solid human being. I grew up wealthy but lost my father at age nine, so I got a lot of responsibility early in life trying to fill in as backup dad. We earn high incomes and plan on sticking around so our kids won't have to face the character-building hardships that made us who we are. We all plan on sticking around. (laughs) Instead, we'd like your witty observations about how we can avoid raising a shitty, spoiled kid. What sort of garbage behavior do we need to avoid? What did they do at Temple Emmanuel that made you and Dr. Dworkis so solid? Oh, my God. That's so (laughs) funny. Uh, I mean, I don't think going to a normal Sunday school like once a week and then like a confirmation class is what molds a person at like a very reformed synagogue of like a lot of snobby people. Yeah. Um, I talk about this with my husband a lot because so many kids in LA are just absolute fuck ups. But that's because so many people in LA are absolute fuck ups, you know? Right. And look, here's the truth. The more kids you have, the more like the odds are in your favor that you're going to get one that's weird. Excuse me. Weird. It's true. It's always like wealthy, successful people and like four of the kids are great and then one's just like, and I'm Tibby. Like just like odd. So I really believe for the most part, good people raise good kids. And I am not a parent. And I think it's that kind of thing where you can pull your hair out and stress about it all you want, but you don't know till you go. And, you know, you think about like the school you want to send your kid, but you also have to take into account like who your kid is. You know, it's all well and good to be like, they're going to go to private school and they're going to go to Harvard and they're going to be a doctor. But what if the kid's a brilliant singer? What if the kid is a brilliant artist? You know, you don't know the kid yet. Mm-hmm. So you all you can have are the best of intentions. And I think a lot of parents, it's, it's so easy too when you don't have kids to be like, well, I would do this and I would do this. And it's like, yeah, you say that. And then the kid's screaming and you're like, just eat this lollipop. Oh, just play with my phone and eat the lollipop. Please go away. It's all you can do is your best. And I really think you figure it out as you go. I know there are some things that are non-negotiable for me. Like, I'm like, if I have a kid, they will play a sport. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care how good they are. You, I don't want you to have a weird body. And I want you to learn teamwork and sacrifice and, and being a part of something. But that being said, you know, the kid could totally hate it and throw a fit. And I don't have the energy to fight them. You know, you think about, it's always easy to look back at the things that were terrible for you and that's what they made for you, but you're not going to not have money. You have the money. The kid isn't owed any money. You know, you can decide they have to have an allowance. They have to have a, get a job instead of vacations. They're going to build habitat for humanity. What you don't want to do is end up treating the kid like a criminal and the kid's like, I'm a good kid. Mm-hmm. So you won't know till you go. All you can do is your best. And I think people don't realize that your kids absorb a lot more than you realize in terms of being a good person. These people sound solid. I'll tell you what, though. I totally get it. I just think of all the total fucking losers in LA and the kids that get a Lamborghini at seven and don't look you in the eye and their parents are just, you know, you can even be a present parent who gives everything to their kid and the kid is just a spoiled brat. Um, But it's typically because the parents did something wrong or didn't care. 
or they're just so fucked right. up. Right. So, or you got one of those kids that like is a little sociopath. You just never, yeah, your kid could be a sociopath. So you don't know until you go and all you can do is your best and do your best to correct any behaviors. That being mm-hmm. said, without having a kid, we don't realize how exhausting it's going to be. And my only encouragement, like, and I'm watching my friend who just adopted a baby and friends that have babies. It's so, women in particular, so judgmental of the way other women parent. And I've made it a practice to just, all I do is encourage. I don't give any advice. I'm just like, my only advice, go see a specialist, make sure you're okay. Other than that, you want to freeze your eggs, you want to eat your eggs, you want to do IVF, you want to try to, whatever. I have no vested interest in your in your fertility journey, outcome, how you raise your kids, as long as they're not biting my kid. Then someone's getting drop kicked. And just try not to not to die. Try not to die. That seems to be also but a that's concern. It. You can drive yourself crazy thinking about it. Best of intention. Yeah. And I think also having like mandatory Sunday dinners is a good idea. Mm. Like times where you can come in and check in with the kids. With your grandmother, Emily Gilmore. <sighs> what is that? A Gilmore Girl reference in the middle of my lesson plan. I just think dinners. parents who, you know, you have like tiger parents, and then you have parents that actively take an interest and check in versus like, yeah, we're just going to send them wherever. Here's my credit card. I'll pick you up next week from the mall. <laughs> this is LA. People do that. Do you remember my being kid has a condo being dropped off at the mall? Of course I remember being dropped off at the mall. Remember? Mom, You'd ask, Dad, don't come for... I wouldn't even have... I'd just be like, other kids are going to be at the mall. I'm just going to see who I can find. I'll just go there. I I never really had an issue with my mom driving me off, but like this thing where it's like, mom, just drop me off like a little bit further. I'm like, you're in the fifth grade. Are people supposed to think you crossed a freeway to yeah. get here? We know you don't have a car. Right. We know you got here somehow. Yeah. You're always embarrassed by your parents and like nobody ever has a problem with them. Nobody cares. Yeah. All right. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Love the podcast and all the stand-up specials. Excited to finally see Eliza at her show in Ontario in 2022, which feels so damn far That's away. So far, but, but, but so close. Something to look forward to. My question is about relating to a coworker. I'm a 36-year-old married woman who has no kids by choice. I work at a small office with just one other person who Wait, is a... F- no kids by choice. I work at a small office with just one other person who is a 47-year-old divorced single mom of four sons ranging in ages 17 to 23 or so and three still live at home. Remote work is not an option. This woman works full-time nine to five with me and has another full-time job evenings and weekends somewhere else. She works seven days a week all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. This woman and I get along well enough and work well together, but have absolutely nothing in common. We obviously have very different lives and are just far enough apart in age to be different generations. I've been warned by two other people in the company that this woman can be a lot and that she can tend to bring people down by talking about her troubles. She's had and is currently having a rough life. Obviously, being a single mom with many kids is tough, and I empathize with that from the way I grew up, but I do find she makes herself out to be a bit of a martyr about it and brushes off almost everything else that people do as frivolous. I started work in January last year, but due to COVID, I was put on leave for many months. Due to some staffing changes, I finally returned nearly a year later, and we may be entering a period where things are slow again, which means more time to chat, and it's just us two now. You guys do. Sometimes a manager, too. It's hard to relate to someone who only works and talks about our kids. Thank God for the radio we listen to at work. I never thought I'd say that. Examples of awkward conversation. I mentioned the Hamilton musical, Schitt's Creek, Handmaid's Tale. She hasn't heard of any of them. I can never say I'm tired because she works 8.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. every weekday, then full days on weekends, too. I can never mention money because try having four kids. 
She mentions one Netflix show she watched and is shocked I haven't seen it. Is it Elder Millennium? <laughs> yes, I watch a ton of TV, just not that show, but I've definitely heard of it. A couple snide comments about me dressing up at work. I'm just happy I can finally wear all the new clothes I bought for this job and have a reason to get dressed again. She recently bought some new work shirts for the first time in 12 years. Any advice would be appreciated. This is more than an age difference or a parent versus child-free difference. It feels more like a difference in privilege, and I'm just not sure how to navigate it. We have to work together. Chatting is inevitable. I can't just sit all day with headphones in, nor would I want to. Thanks, A. I think what you're really wanting is her to acknowledge that the world isn't just her kids and her struggle. I think that's what you actually want, but the truth is for her, that is her world. And she probably doesn't have the bandwidth or the time to do anything else. I've seen the way new parents and new moms, you know, you get baby brain. Like you just start rambling about your kids because that's your focus. So try doing that with a full-time job and four kids. First of all, some of those kids need to move out. It's enough already. Give your mom a fucking break. But, um, I think you're wanting something from her and you're wanting her to change. And this woman has been on go on overdrive for so long. I, I think you need to let that go. I and think what you could reasonably want, what it sounds like is every time our question asker says anything, the other woman is like, well, you don't have it as bad as I totally as me. get it. Yeah, it is. That is tough. And that is annoying. She doesn't need to bring new conversation to the table, I but doubt, she doesn't need to dismiss everything. I think she's that- upset about the way her life has gone. And I think she's tired. And I understand, like, when you're so, you ever, like, been in back pain or, like, physical pain and it's, like, all you can talk about? Or when you have a cold and it's, like, all you can talk about? That's her life, is that. And so it sucks, but, like, really trying to understand this woman, like, feels like she's suffocating and she can't stop because she has these freeloading kids. I'm hoping they're freeloading and, like, they don't have, like, medical issues or something. So they probably all have medical issues. I think you need to let go of the idea that you're ever going to, that she's ever going to let that go. I mean, that's like a lot of therapy, this woman. I mean, and it's not, you need to take comfort in the fact that it's not about you. This is just how she is. Other coworkers say it too. Um, maybe- it's such a miserable environment. It does sound miserable. And I think you're going to drive yourself crazy unless you really want to make it a project trying to try. You know, can you bring in like the new Bruno Mars album or something? Can you, you know- See if there are openings. I don't have time for Bruno Mars. I'm busy thinking about my family. Bring in like some crazy donuts from a new place. Be like, have you heard of this place? I'd be like, oh, I bet your kids would love it. Maybe are you the same age as like one of the, oh, you guys are a little bit older, but like. I can't afford donuts. I have a family. I mean, yeah, try stuff, but I get the feeling this woman is just always going to shut it down and you just have to be comfortable with silence or putting your headphones in. She might catch the hint too if you're just like, you know, maybe you take this opportunity to learn a new language or something or listen to a book on tape. But she, I think she's not getting the, you know, maybe give her that recognition. It's not your job that she's craving. Like bring in those cookies and be like, it really seems like you work really hard and nobody acknowledges it and you never get a break. So I brought in these cookies, you know, something like that. You might find a crack uh, where she, I bet she, I bet she starts crying. That's what you want. I want some of these kids to get jobs. Yeah. Start, start stalking her kids. <laughs> Start stalking her kids. That Start dating one of her children. There you go. Give them a break. Yeah, so you either have a chance to find out, like, the human side of this person. Maybe hear her story. It I sounds think, like a, she hears it. No, you don't know. the. I think sometimes when we humanize someone, like, oh, I hate that girl. You know, she's so pretty. And then you talk to her and the girl explains why she's not pretty. No. 
hearing, you know, the someone tell like why they are the way they are or letting them tell you that through coded information sometimes increases our ability for empathy. Or she's just a bitch. But the this woman doesn't want to have two jobs. She do, Nobody wants to be that tired. Nobody wants to be overworked. I think she just has been in this mode forever. So either find the human side um, or figure out a way to let it go. Yeah. Yulia on the beach, dear Eliza, Emily, and peachy pants, Princess Snow Peach. She is princess. Firstly, Emily, yes, yes, yes. How good is an M-dash? I am also a mega fan. I'm sure there's a Reddit sub devoted to this glorious character too. That Emily runs. <laughs> I run one subreddit and I'm constantly having to delete inappropriate comments about people jerking off. Okay. That was really weird to see. You, you made eye contact when you said jerking <laughs> off. And it's the most sexual. We and I been. run it with an iron. I will delete anyone's post. With an iron fist or an iron? An iron fist. An iron what? I will fist. An iron baby arm. Yeah. I, I will delete people's posts. Delete. It's me. The czar. <laughs> I am. The Reddit czar. <laughs> I, I got here first. I do. If somebody at least then creepy on my post, I have somebody just delete it. Yeah. This is this is like a celebrity sub and they'll post a picture like, how gorgeous is she here? I can't believe it. Beautiful I'm taking lips. my pants now. And Ew. I delete it. And I'm like, what? Are, get out of here. Nobody's interested in your dick. No. Or are you getting off? But then Nobody the crazy cares. thing is, every time I see one of those and I go in and delete it, we'll have three comments of other people like, yeah, I'd love for her to step on my neck. And you're like, why are you like, why is another man talking to this first man about like, ugh. I don't know. I delete it. Why are men, I, I wish that for women to be so emboldened by the thought of your own pleasure and orgasm. That you're just in there like just me doing it too. shamefully. Yeah. And guys are like, I can't wait to jizz all over the world. Everyone's Someone else sing. is like, I agree. I will also be doing that. It's yeah. So- hey dude, totally heterosexual experience. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so okay. insane. Okay. Anyway, moving along. I'm from Australia and I know us Aussies have a very specific style of humor that Americans think is odd. Zoo security. What do you guys think of Aussie humor? Most importantly, have you seen the show Kath and Kim, not the American version? What did you think of it? If you haven't seen it, please watch it and report back. Also, Eliza, your Aussie accent is absolutely hilarious and I love it. Keep doing what you're doing, amazing ladies. Love listening to you both. P.S. Did you get the results of Chanfu's doggy DNA test? So we have a lot to cover. Okay, first Number of all, one. I don't report back. Second of all, of course, I've seen Kathy and Kim. Uh, I remember for a while you were very into it. It was the only thing keeping me sane when we were shooting Pieces of a Woman. It was a mm. very cold and difficult shoot. Um, so I loved Kathy and Kim. I would come home. I would eat my sad dinner on my bed, exhausted, freezing, and I would laugh. Australians have a great sense of humor about themselves. Mm. Um, and because they're white, you can make fun of the accent and it's not racist. Um I also love, I loved, I, I didn't really see as much of Summer Heights High, but I thought Jemay, Chris Lilly's Jemay, his sketch show was like, it was okay, but Jemay, private school girl, was just the best ever. Other Australian things I enjoy. Trying to I love Australians. I love New Zealanders. I'm sorry, Australia. I think a lot of creative people come out of there. A lot of our favorite <laughs> actors are like secretly Australian. Um, and they're like, I'm Nicole Kidman. I can definitely do an American accent. No one check with me. Keith Urban singing about John Cougar, John Deere, John 316. And I'm like, is that your memory of an upbringing? Um, love Australians. Yeah. They're, they're just more attractive over there. They're, they are more attractive. A lot there. of them moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, love Kath and Kim. Look at my. Did you see the American one, which I saw and loved? I auditioned for the American one. For the Selma Blair? Just wasn't as good. Yeah. Selma Blair and Molly Shannon. Some things don't need to be remade here. Some things are better there. Yeah. Look at my. Look at my. I've got three words to say to you. Next question, please. Okay. The Tianfu thing. 
Chanfu DNA test. Chinese village dog. And Pekingese? Pekingese? If you look at both of those, you're like, oh, I could see it. She's just this, but, but she's rescue dog. Like they all, no matter the breed, have like a similar face and look. What's, what's fun and also like insane is that Embark will email me randomly like, here are dogs that have a similar genetic makeup to Tian Fu. And so I'll go and I'll look and I'll be like, oh yeah, that dog does kind of like, look like what her. What do I do with this? Like here are dogs in your area. Here's like, a dog named Tom that kind of looks like her. And I'm like, oh, cool. She has a very special thick muzzle that tiny scar, but mm-hmm. she has rescue dog body, which is like a little long, but they got that plumage tail. Anyway. Yeah, that tail is special. She's a tiny tushy though. Two little pieces. She hats. does. Yeah, she's tiny tushy. Did we talk about frogs having butt cheeks? I feel like that's kind of what she looks like. Okay. She has a butt cheeks of a frog. Yeah, they kind of go in. You have brought that up. She's beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous girl with superior Chinese hair. Mm-hmm. She's just- Beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. <laughs> Shani. Hey, Liza and Emily. Massive fan of the show. Been listening to it since the first step. Yes, queen. Seen you live <laughs> twice and turned my friend into a big fan of yours. I'm a 30-year-old gay guy living his best life in Melbourne. Melbourne. There you go. <laughs> I met a guy well over a year ago. We were both super attracted to each other and we had a fantastic Fuck. connection. Yes. Then it all suddenly stopped because he, quote, had to focus on his career becoming a police officer. No. I was semi-devastated as I hadn't felt a connection like that before. Since then, I've met many amazing, attractive, and funny guys, but just haven't found anything that even came close to how I felt about the police officer. I don't know if I'm just not giving these guys enough of a chance or if I'm doing the right thing by ending it with these awesome guys to keep looking for the same connection that I had before. I just thought of him today as I used to tease him at the way he spoke to his dog like a human, and I just caught myself doing the exact same thing to my dog. Help. Um, a connection's a connection and you want something, you know, I don't know. There's giving someone a chance and giving them a chance to show who they are. But like, if you felt it and it felt so good with that person, it'll never be the same with someone else because they're different, but you're looking for something that sparks your feelings and interests as intensely as it did with him. And you'll find that it just hasn't been with those guys. And if there's no way of reconnecting with him, you know, I hope you're not like still texting. Yeah, is he done? Yeah. Yeah, make sure it's done so you can move on. But, you know, for a while, especially when, you know, you're 30, you know, you're going to kind of look for him. You might even date a guy who is similar, like a facsimile of we've all done that where you're like attracted to someone because they kind of remind you of someone else. So just give it time. And if there's a way to reconnect and have it maybe be a thing, but it didn't sound like he was into you. The whole like need to focus on my career excuse is like a little lame. Or like, is he de- like, did he get? He's he is he now officially a police officer and he can date? Like, get back to fucking. So yeah, I mean, also like the career becomes the career. It's not like you have to like write a paper. Like you, you know, you do the academy and then you work and then you're a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if that door is closed, you don't want to cut anyone off at the knees. Um, but you also don't want to just be like fucking everyone, like hoping to give them a chance if you're not into it. Listen to your gut. You've got more intelligence in your gut than anywhere else in your body. That sounded South African. I love Kip Wazzle. Kip, oh, I, I wish my sketch show had a second season. It was really good. Kip, Kip. Kip Wazzle is good. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm a 26-year-old woman that has the majority of female friends. I have a few guy friends, but they're mainly my brother's friends. I finally have my own guy friend that I met at work, and now we hang and talk outside of our jobs. Recently, he has told me that his girlfriend asked him if we have hooked up at all. We haven't. Dude is like a brother to me. I know her as well because she used to work where we do, and we got along great. 
I want to hang out with my guy friend more, but not make her upset. I've even mentioned we can all hang out together. Maybe that's naive of me. I'm not sure what to do. I don't want to lose my friend, but I don't want to interfere in their relationship. What should I do? That's on him, not you. Yeah. That's her own insecurity. And you know, it is, it is tough. It sounds like you're not ugly. Otherwise she'd be like, yeah, go hang out with Hilda. Um, it is an insecurity thing. And it is also a little weird when like a guy and a girl are friends. I've had, Greg is one of my best friends and he's definitely dated women who are like, you guys never hooked up. And it's like, no, we've never hooked up. And we are two chatty Cathy's. It, I think it's a sign of intelligence being able to be friends with someone of the opposite sex and not having hooked up with them. Um, I don't have to, I don't like fuck all my guy friends. It's fucking weird. Um, men and women definitely, what I meant by sign of intelligence was men and women can be friends. I think the smarter you are, the more likely it is that you are versus like, I got to power fuck everything that I see. That has to do with the girlfriend. She sounds a little insecure. It's okay if she's asked that question because she doesn't want to be cuckolded. So, but that's on him. And I can tell you this. I have an ex-boyfriend who I never see. And he, I get, he out of the blue was like, hey, I've got some family visiting. Um, can I give you, can I come see a show? What's something to do with your family? No, it's fine. Uh, so I gave him tickets. And like his ex-girlfriend was like, where were you? You went to like, and he like kind of lied, which is even weirder. I'm like, why did you even lie and say you went to see another comic when I was on the show too? And I'm like, this is between you guys. Like we, we dated so long ago. Now you're making me feel like I've done something and I've never cheated on my husband. Like it's so sticky. So Either the boyfriend's misrepresenting it. Maybe he has feelings for you. Maybe she's just insecure. But I think if you've offered to hang out with both of them, you know, or she thinks you're threatening, but this is on him. Yeah. You, you, you'll find other friends. Yeah. You don't want to get into that. You don't want to be made to feel like a hussy. Mm-mm. It's always the girl's fault, by the way. So, cuidado. Jonesing for journals says, which is better, all orange Sour Patch Kids or no Sour Patch Kids at all? No Sour Patch Kids at all. You really? A hundred percent. I don't like them as much. I will eat one. And for the Easter pack, they do like a different kind of orange in the shape of a bunny and like these weird flavors. But I'd prefer to just not have them at all. You, okay. I like what I like. Why would I want a bad version? Why do I want the worst version of the best thing? That only works for like pizza. You know? (laughs) Do you, I mean, you don't eat a bad pizza because you're married to a pizza. But I would eat a bad because I'm married to a pizza. I would eat a bad pizza. <laughs> you would. I have. I keep a lot of like frozen fake flatbreads in the freezer. Like almond crust. This one's made of rat tusk. Yeah. <laughs> There's always kinds of different. It's always. And it's always a little flowers. weird. Flowers. Yeah, but it's like, you know what? As long as there's cheese. Yeah. I'll eat it. Yeah. Greetings, Eliza, Emily, Snow Peach, and Hot Scotty. My question is, how long after a relationship do you think it's okay to put yourself back out there on dating apps and such? Backstory. I'd been single and mingling for about eight years for a variety of reasons until I finally decided to join Hinge back in February. Namely, I'm a grifter. (laughs) I talked to a bunch of different guys, but I finally found one I really liked. We started dating at the beginning of March, and everything went super fast. We said, I love you after a month and a half. Been there. He had been single for a while, too, so I think we were just so excited to find someone that we didn't realize how difficult a relationship really was. Long story short, I was an over-communicator, and he hardly ever told me how he felt, and a little over a week ago, we had a fight about that. The day after the fight, he literally ghosted me. Stopped responding to all my texts and calls except to say on Snapchat, 
that he thinks we should take a break. What a tool. Despite only dating him for a couple months, he really broke my heart. I've been crying oh, and hurting for the past week, but now I really don't want to go back to just being alone. Is it a mistake for me to reopen my Hinge profile a week after I was ghosted? Thank you so much, Eliza. You're my favorite comedian ever in life. I'm 26 if that matters. No, it is not. First of all, what hurts is that he was such a dick about it. And look, you two weren't meant for each other. There is a version where someone communicates too much and someone communicates too little and you meet halfway. Neither of you are not mature enough, but you just aren't, it wasn't worth it to him to work on it. And it sounds like you kind of gave it no breathing room. And it doesn't matter because the type of guy who would date you, that is significant. Like you're sleeping with someone. It's been a couple months. You said, I love you. And he ghosted you on Snapchat? On Snapchat was like, I think we should take a break. Is he 16? First of all, who uses Snapchat anymore? Mm. But uh, that guy wasn't for you, but I totally know the feeling because I have had a relationship like that and it just ends and you're like, oh, what? I didn't have time to reject you. Absolutely. Mm. Get back out there. Start flirting. Go out. You don't have to use anyone. But by the way, dating is just sampling. You can go out. You don't have to sleep with anyone. You can just make out, never call them, you know. You just open the app and look. You can definitely open the app and look. Maybe you see someone who you, you know, you don't want to be the girl that just gloms onto people for the sport of it. But get out there, get get okay with it again. Dip your toe. You might meet no one you like, or you might meet a bunch of people, or they might suck, or they might be great. And then it turns out they suck. This is what dating is. Mm -hmm. Um, and that guy is an absolute coward. Mm. And um, it's okay to say I love you right off the bat. Like your emotions were in it and you're into him. I, I'm assuming you don't do that with everyone. So move on. It's totally okay to look. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like your husband died. Right. Don't yeah. Take a knee. In the war. Hello, Eliza, baby arm, Snow Beach, and crew. For context, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year now. He and his family are very close, which is great, but a little strange to me since I'm not insanely close to my family. Anyway, he was at their house and his mom gave him two old purses to give to me. I was not there to politely refuse the purses. While both of them are very nice, they are not my style at all. So I decided to donate them to Goodwill because I don't like clutter and I'd never use them. But now my boyfriend brings the purses up every now and then and asks why I haven't used them. I didn't think he'd ever even notice that I wasn't using them because generally the guys I've dated don't notice stuff like that. Yeah. How do I tell him I've donated them without making him think I didn't appreciate the thought his mother had? Why'd you donate them? But it's two big purses that were old. It's not like she bought her gifts. It's like, hey, do you want these two old things? I mean, are they old Gucci purses or were they just like Marshall's like wicker picnic baskets. You're sitting here going, why would you donate clutter? You should keep it. I'm sorry, who is that? That's you. I'm saying- Say, it, Emily, get rid of everything you own. Why you is your car You don't want me to like this. You don't want me to do why this to you. Why are you going to eviscerate me? You don't want me to do this but to here's, you. It will cross an employee-employer line and there will be no going back. I will get physical with you. <laughs> It's not, first of all, these things weren't gifts. You're like, oh, but the garbage king bestowed these upon me. Um, but these aren't gifts either. She's like, hey, son, the, your girlfriend might want these two old purses. Here you go. Uh, I'm I need, cleaning you up. Need, you need context. Was it, I don't know if she wants these. If not, it's totally cool. Or was it like, these were very important to me and I'd like her to have them. You're only boyfriend and girlfriend. It's not like she's part of the family. So I, I think you need to get clarity on the context. I also wonder- is the son asking because the mom is asking? Oh, sure. Yeah. So it seems like you were a little um, a little quick in 
donating them. You should have hung on to them. The purses are relatively big. I, I I don't know. A purse can be small. It can be a clutch. Okay, let's say it's two purses like your go-to right now. You can't say that because you don't know. I'm just saying like with my her having now, no it's context. It's a very expensive bag. You can always say this. I'm sorry. It, it seems so casual. It seemed like your mom was getting rid of them. Yeah. And they weren't really my style because it seems like maybe they meant something to the mom. You got to get that clarity. Be like, I didn't mean any, you know, it is, it is. Nobody wants to feel, she clearly had good taste in her mind when she got those purses. And she should have said with a caveat, like, see if she wants them. If not, she can give them away. But I don't, I think she was trying to like upcycle them. Yeah. And you didn't like them. So maybe it hurt her feelings. You need to get clarity on what the context was for that. But yeah, Yeah. I guess it's fine if you weren't going to, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to hold on to it forever. That being said, you know, I definitely, my loved ones been given gifts that I do not like. And you just say, thank you. And then- you never mention it again. Oh, it's at home. It's resting. Yeah. Why is anyone following up on like, what's up with that thing? Yeah. Did you give, I would like a, I would like follow up. Are these nice purses? Did you give away like a vintage Louis Vuitton? I've monster? told you the surprising thing that my current purse is one that you gave me, you gifted me, uh, you bought for me. You didn't, it wasn't an old purse that you <laughs> passed to me. It was a, it was a real gift. gift. Uh, very nice purse. Three times now, a neighbor of mine has been like, oh my God, that purse. And the second time he did it, he was like, is that that same incredible purse? And I'm like, yes, I have one nice purse and I have it all the time. Like he is blown away by it. So he is the one that would be like, hey, where, if He's I think if he ever saw you, me without it, no. If he ever saw me without it, he would be like, where is that purse? that purse? So I have someone to answer to for that purse as well. You know, it sounds like maybe that's a way of connecting. It's where the sun's doing her bidding. If not, it's even fucking weirder. So get some clarity. It is really weird if the sun is just like, I wanted to see you with my mother's yeah. purse. Get it back was the to one us. my mother carried it when and I was a child and I would like you to carry it. And send me a picture of that purse. So We're I can very curious, yeah, please. We need a, never more than now this have is, I wanted more details. Uh, yeah. <laughs> purse gate. 2021. Top of the cop. It's a top with a cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob, dip, dip, dip. bottom of the cob. Bit of a dip. You want to start with your bottom? Yeah, here I go. Always start with the bottom. Work your way to the middle. <laughs> I've got two beverage-themed bottoms, uh, tops and bottoms. Okay, I only have one. So, a couple of years ago, I—that's not a story, but this happened. I was at a Starbucks, and um, I rarely believe that I'm in the wrong. I don't act with impunity and I, I mean, I guess I do, but I, you know, I'm usually pretty well intentioned, but something happened at a Starbucks with a girl in front of me. And I thought I was so right. And the more I told the story, people were like, Hey, you probably shouldn't have said anything to her. And I was like, Oh, whatever. is this the banana, the banana story? <laughs> so once again, we find ourselves at a Starbucks. I was running to a fitting and my new thing, uh, first of all, Starbucks, I appreciate that you had a billion item inventory of like plastic tumblers. It's really weird that you continue to sell those during COVID considering you won't refill beverages, but you continue to just pump out metric tons of plastic cups. Nobody's getting COVID from a refillable coffee thing. And I, I just think it's weird that you keep selling them. And it's even worse if you're still manufacturing them because at a certain, everybody should be allotted five reusable containers in a lifetime. If you lose them, you get no beverage. Anyway, so that's Starbucks. And my new thing is I really enjoy their passion fruit. It's a decaffeinated iced tea and it's unsweetened. So you're basically drinking water. Like there's, but sometimes I do a splash of lemonade, but you really can't taste it. But I do enjoy getting like the big one filled with ice and that. And you sip on it, it's refreshing. And 
it's probably a jillion calories, but there's, there's no sugar in it. Anyway, it's tea. It probably costs them 15 cents to make, 35 cents to make. So I go into the grocery store where the Starbucks is. I'm running late. I'm, I'm running almost on time. I have five minutes to get this and I'm talking to my mom. So I've got a couple things going on. I'm breathing my own breath. Got the earphones in. The guy behind the counter, you ever just meet someone and you can tell that they're just a dork? Mm-hmm. Like a rule stickler, weird, like maybe even want to fuck up your day. And I ordered, I said, can I get, and I said a dragon fruit something. And he goes, a what? I go, just, you know, the unsweetened, what's your unsweetened tea? And he didn't say passion fruit. He's like, well, we have the drag. He said something. And I was like, yeah, dragon fruit. Just in my head, I was like, oh, it's dragon fruit. Because I've only ordered a couple of times. And I'm still talking to my mom. Now, granted, maybe I should have like told her to wait, whatever. Ugh. And he had like follow-up questions. You're I was not like, going to get any sympathy for wait. being on the phone at the counter. I wasn't on the phone. She, I told her to wait, but like I had the things in my ears. Okay. And she, I wasn't talking. Like- I was like, mom, hold on. And I said, oh. I, you say your order. I don't need to have a dialogue. Like here's the order, biggest size you got. There should be whatever. There was something off about him. I could just tell. Not like there's something wrong with him, but just like. He, I got a weird vibe. It's called malicious compliance. That is, oh, because that's you. <laughs> that's you! It's a subreddit that I follow. <gasps> it's, I'm only as a worker required to, I don't need to give you our whole thing. Like he's doing. He's, it was weirder than that. But that's interesting that you said that. I'm going to remember that term. Okay, so a minute goes by. He hands me the drink and it's got all these berries floating in it. And I go, I was like, mom, hold on. What is this? And he's like, it's the dragonberry cooler. I go, what's, no, I'm. What's the drink? It's unsweetened. He goes, dragonberries. He says something. And I go, I go, what are your teas? And he says, we have passion fruit. I go, that's what it is. I meant to, first of all, shame on you, Starbucks, for having passion fruit and dragon fruit. Okay, but okay. It's my mistake. It's my mistake. And I go, I meant to say passion fruit. That's what I meant to say. He goes, okay. So I go, I, I go, that's too much sugar. I can't drink that. I want passion fruit. He goes, so you want a different drink? And I was like, I just like the passion fruit, please. And he goes, okay. Like as if no one's ever messed up an order. And part of Starbucks credo is like, if your order isn't right, we'll make it right. I messed up. I ordered the wrong thing. And he starts to walk me back over to the register. And I'm like, I get that I made a mistake and that is my fault. I watch you guys. I have, every time I've gone to a Starbucks this year, I've seen the person in front of me ask for a large, like the biggest size, free water. You give them a free water and a lid and a straw. By the way, stop fucking offering straws. They're sippy lids. The grown men that are like, I got to stick the straw in the sippy lid. And don't give me the disability argument, okay? You probably own a straw for that. This kid came in and asked for it. The girl in front of me, like everybody just wants plastic. I'm watching you give away a million dollars in free plastic a year. I'm a repeat customer who's just found a drink that she likes and you won't just give it to, it costs you 15 cents to make that tea. I just think their policies where they will and won't accommodate. And I think that was his choice in the moment. Like, okay, if I could re-ring you back up, I'm not getting my phone back out. I'm not paying you another $4. I just thought it was weird considering how much I watched them give away. And they lost a customer. I've decided to never get that drink again. I already, as a policy, don't go to Starbucks unless yeah, it's Yeah, you emergency. don't really like them. I don't. And I like that drink. And I was so, I made the mistake for sure. This isn't about being entitled. But considering that they're like, we'd love to remake your drink and we give away all this plastic for free. It's not like I was asking for like a mocha frappuccino with special crushed toppings. It's 
Right, watered right. It's down probably tea. more equivalent to like a Coke and that it costs however many cents. It literally would have taken him a second to pour a cup of that. There was no one behind me, by the way, and ice. It's not like I was there at rush hour. So buy Starbucks, <laughs> buy Starbucks in the Valley, never going there again. And screw you. You lost yourself a customer. But I, unless I'm really hungry. What was your other bottom? What did I say? That was. You said you had two or do you have two tops? I have two tops. Okay. My bottom is not anyone's fault. What? You've continued. No, I just think it's like, God forbid you make any money in this lifetime. And now, you know, just with women all being labeled as Karen, don't come at me with like, you're entitled. I'm like, I fully made a mistake. I just thought it was odd for a company that's really into making your drink perfectly. And with the amount that they give away. And with that, I was like trying to make that my drink that they wouldn't just be like, yeah, here's, we'll just swap out the ice. You can keep the same cup. It's not like I ordered lobster and tried to return it for a steak. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a weird line in the sand. So if you hear this corporate Starbucks, you owe me a passion fruit, unsweetened iced tea. My bottom is, I feel like every time I'm on a phone call, there's like construction and a dog barking. And there's something about a phone oh, call. Gosh. There's something about a phone call where I feel like I have a really hard time. Like when I'm not seeing someone, I really need to drill in. Like I'm the weirdo that has a finger in one ear. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm trying to hear what's being said. I have a very hard time focusing. <laughs> Zooms actually are better for me in that context. Cause you, you can watch the person. Yeah. But on the phone. And I just feel like every time anyone calls me and this is for work, I'm not like chit-chatting with my mom but anytime anyone calls me then suddenly there's a doorbell there's yep. hammering then Chan, poor Chan Fu gets upset and is barking and I'm just like oh, what's being poor. said to me you what's being said well Chan Fu's barking is a problem. it's piercing it's piercing and it never stops she feels. and I feel bad and I'll go over to her like there have been times when we've been here alone and it's just been ba 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 bark 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 and I'll go over and I'll be like Sorry, are you okay? Like, try to hold her. Be like, can we just stop? I'm just holding her. Like, please stop, please. It just is constant and piercing, and there's what nothing to be to do? done about it. That's what I'm saying. Is it's no one's fault. Sounds like, there's like you've got to work done. harder. But I just, I cannot take a phone call and have eight sounds happening. Look, we have contractors at the house, and Tianfu only recently became okay with them. I'm not gonna. It is loud. It I is get well, noise I was, jungle. I was on the phone with someone the other day, and they they go, "Are you okay?" And I go, I, "I'm. I just. There's. A, I'm fine. There's a lot happening." You can always call them back. I hear you, and it is annoying. And her bark is the stuff of nightmares. It's so. Much. Try at six forty five when the contractors get here. Ah, I'm sleeping. It's so at like the best part of the dream. <laughs> Top of the cob. Ready? Yeah. My top of the cob order. So speaking about your competitor, Duncan, try to never use plastic. I try not to get like to go coffee. You know, I'm, it, I can't wait till we can bring our own containers again. But every once in a while, I'm like, I can't do my homemade coffee. I need a Duncan coffee. Um, anytime I get a nice coffee, the order is, the move is ice coffee, no ice. This is Emily bringing it back to me. Or if you're on the way home, ice coffee, no ice. So it's just tepid coffee. You bring it home. You put your own ice. That way it doesn't get watered down in the car. Mm-hmm. That's my, And I add my own milk to save on money. The creamer is free. Is it? Like sugar and cream they'll add for you. Okay. But uh, well, I have milk here. We have a lot of milk here. Right. I mean, you can do it to your own specifications then. Yeah, whatever. Because they're like, always like, you want three of each? And I'm like, what's normal? What do normal people get? Okay. I want whatever's normal. Then the iced coffee, no ice is the move. Yes, because if you're going somewhere not, with ice. It's not diluted. Yeah. There you go. 
Take that, Starbucks. Never having you again. But uh, we like Duncan better anyway. Duncan makes the cool best coffee. press Duncan has gotten is every time Ben Affleck is like about to drop his Duncan, I am more attracted to him. <laughs> I love that like Boston guy vibe. That is what I am into. You would date a hot trash can. <laughs> that was dropping its coffee. You would date a hot, like slightly overweight trash can. Uh, I, I, I remember being in like Cape Cod or somewhere and there was some guy with a Boston accent. And I just remember because my we were with my grandma at Boston. And I say this because he was like a mechanic and we walked by his you mechanic studio and I'm Bostonian. like, I do. That's you what do? I like. And you know what? I'm going to say it. What? There was a guy here installing shades the other day and Emily texts me inappropriately and she goes, I am very attracted to the man installing these shades. <laughs> I'm very- glad you're gone so we can be alone and I can try to talk to him. We didn't talk at all. He was very nice. But who knows what's know happening nice? under that mask? How do you know he was nice if you didn't talk at all? We exchanged like, hey, Fluids? is there a vacuum? And I was like, yes. You're like, it's in my pants. <laughs> I'm ready for love. My top of the cob is, look, you can't get mad. A previous top of the cob of mine was lizards, spotting lizards. Now my new top of the cob is, there's one and it's my friend. Every morning when I come out, when it's sunny, one lizard, the same lizard is in the same spot on the little stairs that I have to walk by. And then I walk by as cautiously as I can so as not to truly terrify him because he runs. He's like, yeah. I got to get out of here. Give him a great. I gave him a spider this morning. I don't know if that's good for him. I put dead? a spider. No, I caught a living spider oh, and I put mean. it on his wall for nature Give to take him its course. a grape. Does he want a no, grape? No, that's not nature taking its course. That's you intervening. I took the spider from my wall in my home. Give him put a it outside. Give him a piece of fruit and he'll come back. Okay. Well, I just, I, it's one guy and I've seen fruit. him. You don't own any fruit. How about I have a clementines? Mid-riddle. Will they eat? Will they eat clementines? Yeah, give him a bite of clementines. He, I, I just love seeing. Now I know. Like every morning, I look for him, and it's very fun. Yeah, until one of those birds gets a hold of him. <gasps> there are a lot of birds over there. Second job. <laughs> oh, no. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.